This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from The Hunger Games and Crown of Midnight. For full list of mentions, please see show notes. There are also discussions surrounding suicide, violence, and murder. Everybody and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing The Hunger Games, the movie. <laughs> by uh, Based off the book, The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. And Jessica Marie, let's do this the way we did Twilight. Uh, where were you? What were we doing? What was the vibe? Tell us about it. Okay, so we did some like publication release dates and all that stuff back and forth. The books came out in 08, and the movies came out in 2012. I definitely did not read the books when in 08 when they came out, but I did start reading them when... Like around the time the movie was going to come out. And then, of course, all the books out were out by then and just binged through all of them. What about you? I also, I did not, I was not in a place to care about these books when they came out. (laughs) I I was just, I was doing my own thing when, when, when these books came out. It was just a weird time. But just, just like you, just like you, I read. All of these books, all three of these, all of these books, all three of these books, I binged in like yeah. in like a couple days. Honestly, There's, it was so yeah. fast. Like it was just like nothing. And uh, I did all of that before the movie came out. Okay. And then I saw all of the movies in theaters. How was that experience? Because I never saw the movies in theater. It was, it was fun. It was fun. This, it was before, oh my God, I'm going to date myself. It was before you had to have like seat reservations at movies. Okay. And when you were still like kind of lining up for it and kind of, it was, a, it was a big deal. Like this was a huge movie release. Yeah. I mean, this was still like where you had midnight releases of things. Like that's still on that cusp in that window where people were excited. People were hyped. Um, you lined, I think you lined out outside the theater to get your seats. Um, I just never was part of that. I know they had a huge, um, publicity push for the movie. Like instead of Suzanne Collins doing book signings, they had Jennifer Lawrence do book signings here in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like they'd have cast, like even like it wasn't just her, it was like Josh and like they just had cast signings, like, which is just a cool concept to approach publicity too. Yeah. And also something that, like, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence would ever do again. Uh, <gasps> she you imagine her at a Barnes and Noble? Just no. at a table? <laughs> no. Although I did see that she was paid $500,000 for this movie. And then for the next movie, she was paid $10 million. Holy shit. So there is, there is that. There is that. We need to talk about the movie separately from the books. Yes. Right? 
We need to talk about the movie separately from the books. Uh, I will say don't love the books. Don't love the books. That is because I am not a love triangle girly. And it's okay. a lot of inner monologuing about like, you Peter know, Gale, Peter, Peter. Gale, yeah. blah, blah, when it's like, you know, more important things going on. Uh, and, you know, the ending, the ending. So, <laughs> So here, here, movies, 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 only movies, okay. Uh, Jess, just before we get started, do you, do you like this film series? I don't think I'm a good judge because I never saw the thing in its entirety. I remember, um, and I, I think I could enjoy the, the movie this time, this way that we're covering for the episode because I remember reading the books and then, of course... In my head, books are always better than the movies because there was a very small detail related to Rue and Katniss's sister Prim that was in the books that was left out in the movie. But it's set up in book one. The setup in book one has an impact in book three. And I was already like. Well, now the, now the whole series is fucked. Like, I was so... I was like, you can't leave that out. That's, like, such an important part. And, of course, it's been forever since I read the books. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I can tell you the emotion that I felt. So I only seen the first two movies. I didn't see the third one. Well, the third in, like, the two installments. Uh, I have seen all of these movies a thousand times. You even recently did it when I came out. You were like, wait, I have to finish this before it gets taken off on Netflix and moving to another streaming platform. You were like, I just have to finish it. And editor Sam was like, you're still watching. this." Yeah, well, they're long. And I think I think that's a good thing, too. Like, they're long. Uh, So this version, uh, let's just get into it. So we just what version did you watch? I watched this on Amazon. I watched this on Amazon Prime. I think it was like two hours and 14 minutes. Did not remember it being that long either. Does not also feel that long. No. I, I, I don't think it feels that long. And I timed it because I, this is the first time that I have watched this movie with any sort of critical eye at all. That mm-hmm. every, literally every other time I've watched this has just been for vibes. Uh, so this time I watched it, I checked and Katniss is in the tube. She's in the tube at like the one hour four mark-ish or one hour seven mark-ish. So we have an hour of buildup until she's in the tube. And then we have an hour or so of actual tournament. And that's pretty good, I feel like, to cover one book. Yeah. And like you said, you don't feel that way. I remember looking at, like, I think I was at 45. I go, this does not feel like we're an hour in. Like everything's very quick. And there's a lot of things because as we know with books, um, you have a world building aspect that you kind of get to take away because there's so, there, there's, an, it's just an entirely visual component when it comes to, you know, the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So very, very good. Uh, you're talking about the screen. Jess, tell me who these characters are before we start talking about the treaty of treason and the pattern. All right. So we'll say our key characters, because obviously we know there's a ton of characters, um, at least um, 24 tributes 
from the 12 districts. So some of our key players that we'll focus on is Katniss, Gail, Peta, Flickerman. I just love him. He's great. And it's also Stanley Catucci because is there anything he cannot do? Um, we have Elizabeth Banks as Effie, Hamich, which is Woody Harrelson. We have Prim, who obviously is a driving component for Katniss. Cinna with Lenny Kravitz and Rue from District 11, who is obviously another catalyst for all things in the Hunger Games for this first movie. I will also add Jack Quaid for any The Boys fans. <gasps> Wait, who is he? Jack Quaid is Marvel. He's the District 1 tribute. <gasps> Oh my god, he's such a baby. Mm-hmm. I will also shout out Kato. Kato yeah. plays uh Bjorn Ironsides on the Vikings and oh. is just incredible there. So, talent abounds in this cast. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I like but those are just I wasn't even, I, I can't say I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention, but he was such a baby. This feels like the Michael Sheen thing all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gia, the, 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 <laughs> and Jack Quaid, too, is he's just like tall and like kind of goofy looking in the back with his mouth open a lot. And then he's just like being menacing, you know. Cato's um, yeah. so, the big like menacing one, but he's excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, I, I'm so excited to talk about this. Jess, I want to ask you, do you think this fits the pattern? Oh, I think I didn't think I didn't think so. I will say that because we were talking before the episode and I was going to say like, and for anybody who's just joining us, the pattern, if you want to go back um, to our episode of the first week of October 2023, um, just a little background is the beginning of the book, kind of giving the plot for the rest of the movie slash book. Um, I didn't think so, but I also, similar to like what we were talking about in our Twilight episode, I didn't think it did either until you brought it up to say like, no, look at the scroll, look at the text um, for this particular movie, because Twilight, you gave me another example. It's like, uh, because in my head, I'm thinking the beginning of the movie is not referring to the text. It's when we see her hunting, when we see her with Gail and Gail's like, let's run away together. Right. And if you and if you do like go from there, then it doesn't really it, you know, it's just kind of like foreshadows what she's good at, which I guess could technically count. But if we're starting at the beginning of the movie with the treaty of the treason, right? It tells us about, uh, uh, reaping day. You know, you have 12 through 18, uh, the pattern. You have a lone victor, which like, okay, you have a lone victor. Then you like zoom in on the text and the text is like, woo, woo, woo. And you're like, okay, I wasn't paying attention to it now, but I'm paying attention to it now. So at the end, you're like, oh. It's like when you're wondering when um, when it's not text, but if they zoom in on a cup in a thriller movie, you're like, what's that cup? What's the significance? Why did you mention it? Yeah, like, hello, what? And then, okay, so if we if we continue with the the pattern, we have the Hunger Games being a pageant, which is, I guess, the plot. Like Hamish even says, like it's it's a TV show. Like, deal with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Seneca is like, you know, it's a reminder of the price we all paid. You know, Seneca, you're going to pay your own price. Uh, you know, what is your signature? And it cuts to screaming, which I think is just, you know, very accurate. And then Prim is screaming and uh, Katniss comforts her by singing 
to her, which, you know, this is all, this is all, you know, this is all there. Uh, so interesting. And then it cuts to just what you're talking about is the, you know, I'll still cook you to the cat scene and the kind of, um, very Appalachian cabin coal miner life that we are shown here in this like little set up Katniss's life montage. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, and it's funny because I don't think I picked up on this, obviously, when I initially watched it. But you see, like, even you flash forward to past the tribute, past the reaping, they, br- they bring the District 12, because at this point, especially if you haven't read the books as a viewer, you only know that there were 13 districts. There are no longer. We only have 12. 12 is like, you know, it's the last one. It's the furthest out from the district. So you have this like juxtaposition of extremities. They're like, oh, the the higher your district number, the higher your floor. So it's almost like you get a taste of this. Look how accommodate the capital is like, look how accommodating we are to you. You get this whole life of luxury for, if anything, for 24 hours kind of thing to enjoy. This is very true, especially, and that is shown here because like the cabins are very bleak. Everything is gray or blue or black or brown. Like the music is very moody. Like Katniss is out in the forest and it shows us that she has, uh, you know, hidden bows and arrows. She's hunting. There's deer. And then, and then there is this, this, what is it? What is it? When all of a sudden, I hear this grating <laughs> voice. And it's Liam Hemsworth. It's Liam Hemsworth. You never were a Gail girl, were you? No, no, I was never a Gail girly. I was actually, to my horror, I was never a PETA girl either. I was a Katniss can be on her own girly. Oh, I love that. I was always a Katniss can be on her own girly, especially because she's like, I don't ever want to have kids. I don't. Yeah. She, and she says that this is my problem with the ending of the whole fucking series. She says that right here. Yeah. So like, I guess if you want to say, does this, does this fit the pattern? No, <laughs> I guess no spoiler for the whole series because she does end up having children. Spoiler with PETA. Um, but yeah, I was never sold on either of them. I was never sold on either of them. So I was always a Katniss on her own girly. So this is such an interesting thing for you to point out though, too. And I think it shows the growth as we are, um, as adults and revisiting things when we were younger, because I never was a fan of either of them, but I didn't think solo was an option. Interesting. Interesting. Like, I was like, well, I, I, like, I don't even remember who I, I think I, I think I liked Gail because of how he was with her sister. Sure. That's, that was like why I leaned towards him. Because I, I, I just didn't, I wasn't sold on either, but I was like, I guess if I have a pick one. Yeah. Like, and I, I, and that is also why I wasn't a huge fan of the books because so much time is put to that when it could be just towards like revolution and dealing with her PTSD, which she like doesn't really do. Okay. Do. You know, yeah, all right. It's we, a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. We are still, we are still. Here with this horrifying, grating voice of Liam Hemsworth calling her catnip. Stop it. Stop. Stop. 
But it's, you know, it's very like, haha, what are you going to do with the deer? Birds, haha, shoot, birds, woo, woo. Uh, you know, and then Liam's like, what happens if we all stop watching? Wah, you know, I could live in the woods, wah. I just, he cheated. He's a cheater. He's a, ugh. okay, okay, okay. And it started here. Okay, okay. Ugh. All right, all right. We stand, Miley. Oh, only Miley in our houses. We stand, Miley. Liam, just enough, enough. Um, but he, but he says, uh, you know, there's mentions of cutting out tongues here. That subplot is not touched until much later on in the movie series. Um, the av av avox, the the capital servants that have their tongues cut out, mm. the avox that. Subplot is not touched until later, but they do mention tongues being cut out right here. Um, I, I just, I, uh, and then Gail, here's, here's the thing. Do you remember in Drive Me Crazy how I talked about how, like, this is not a good movie? Like, this is not a good movie. I genuinely, like, hand to the sky, feel that this is not a good movie until reaping day starts until okay. until reaping day starts from then on it's a good movie but this the lead up this lead up is i feel so clunky you know how okay so obviously i'm, I'm not a star wars girly fandom i'm aware of it i'm just not immersed in it you know how like the original films from like they always have like a scroll. Here's the backstory. Here's everything. Blah, 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 blah. And then it picks up with whatever. Do you, because we already have the text in this movie, could you have seen a benefit to have like a more continuation of the text there and then pick up on Reaping Day? No, no, because the whole thing is to like, to go back to what you said, like I, I do feel like all those establishing shots are to show like the poverty, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, and then like the juxtaposition, just like you said, of the capital. So like you do need all of that. I just feel like the dialogue is very clunky. And, you know, he, and Jennifer Lawrence is a fantastic actress. Like there, you, she nobody, has the awards to prove it. <laughs> yeah, like nobody can say that she's not a good actress. Like right. it, it's just it, you just can't. Um. So and and she like turns it on. I tear up in the reaping scene every single time. Like it's it's just it's oh my gosh. I don't remember the reaping scene being so emotional. I think it's because in like pop culture meme culture we're so used to being like i volunteer as tribute but everything i think re-watching this it was like this is why she, this is this role put her on the map because everything from her i i think from her interactions with the sister from the reaping scene even there's a one-on-one -on -one scene that she has with lenny kravitz where they're counting down 30 seconds 20 seconds and it's hitting her that this shit is real and she starts shaking like because she's like, I'm cool. It's fine. I got this. Here, let me shoot an arrow through the apple next to your skull. This is fine. We can do showmanship. But then it hits her. And I'm like, I feel scared for her. Yeah. She's she's a fantastic actress. So to put her up against Liam Hemsworth, it's just like, it's like wood. They're like wood. But she's great 
with these veteran yeah, people with exactly. Woody, with yeah, with Lenny, with Elizabeth. She is it's she's great. She's there. great. She's great. It's just you, it's him. Is do you feel like there's somebody in your life or anyone in your life that you would be that overcome with like that reaping scene the way she was with uh her sister? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Cause you can tell she's like she just acted and then she was just like she there was just no thoughts. That was the first thing that was happening. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Wait. Let's 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 touch on everything before we get Sorry. there. Um because we have you're you're talking about things that took you out of the movie when you were a kid. This pin scene took me out immediately because like where's the mayor's daughter? That whole scene, that all of it like drove me crazy, drove me crazy, but she gets the pin by giving a uh, night to giving night deadly nightshade, I don't know, what is she nightlock uh, to the lady. Like she's giving nightlock to the lady. So I guess, you know, more pattern stuff and she gets the pin for free cuz like you gave me like like on a live berries, yeah. like dang, okay. Um, but you know, it, it's the whole like little duck. I also think this is awkward. This like little duck, come on, little duck. It's like it's like they had to get that dialogue in there from the book, and I do feel this delivery is clunky. But like I understand, like, and especially later when she tucks it in, it, it's good. It's just like a. Um, but then they're lining up. The blood is taken, and then it's Liam Hemsworth. Are you okay? Are you okay? The fuck, dude. No. no one's okay. No one's okay. No one's okay. Uh, but Effie, you know, God, I love Effie. Uh, Elizabeth Banks absolutely eats this role. She eats I, it. She eats it. I mm. think it's so, you know what I love about watching it? Cause you're not watching Elizabeth Banks. You're watching Effie. It's and Effie. I like, I, you have to remind yourself, Oh, that's who's playing her. Yeah. She's amazing. Everything that Effie does is perfect. I, instead welcome, of... Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Instead of ballads and whatever, snakes and songbirds, I want a prequel or a post or like later on of Effie and Haymitch. I want them. I want them deeply. They want it deeply. They want it deeply. Everybody wants it deeply. We just want it. Um, But welcome, welcome. Happy Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in your favor. Uh, War, terrible war. I I love... Obviously, I love the growth of Effie's character. We don't have that yet. We do later. Um, but she's so excited here with this war movie with Donald Sutherland. Hello. Uh, Donald Sutherland telling telling us, the audience, the backstory of why we're doing this, like why we're killing all of these children. Um, you know, war, terrible war. And she's miming the dialogue. Yes. Like she's so pr- She is a proud member of Panem. Yeah. So what happened? There was an uprising. You know, peace has a cost. So we have, you know, 24 tributes. It's a reminder, you know, it's a fight to the death. I love they're just like fight to the death. Fight to the death is the reminder. It's like, yo. Okay. For our sa- a reminder of our sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why we do it. It's mm-hmm. the, oh, rem- to remember the past and safeguard our future. I just love that. <laughs> I just, I love you, Effie. I love every outfit that Effie's in. She's just, she is perfect. Uh, ladies first. Ladies first. Uh, Primrose Everdeen. I, like, okay, Jess, I was just going to ask you, but you answered it earlier. In the theater, you could have heard a pin drop. Everyone was just like, this is it. This is the moment, right? And everyone, like, I remember uh, my hands were cold. I was just like, oh my gosh. And, and this... 
that she tucks in her shirt, right? And then like she's Jennifer Lawrence is running out like I volunteer, I volunteer. They're screaming. Oh my god. I cry every time. It's emotional. I'm like you you just feel it. You really feel in that moment. I can't imagine what that theater must have been like because everybody there on opening weekend knows what's up. They read the books. They are there. This isn't like second, third weekend. Oh, I heard this movie was good. Let's go see it. You're just you were just like, oh my and your eyes were wide and you're just like you're in it. You're like, oh my God. Cause it is, it's good. It's good. You know, and then uh Gail comes and like picks up Prim and like that drags part, her uh, off. Yeah, I watch it re like re-watching at this time at like I clutched I was like, Yeah, this is why I definitely probably was like if I was leading someone, it was Gail because he was like, She's like, Take care of my sister. Like do, do whatever you need to do, get her out of here, get her to see mom, get her, you know, that moment I was, you know. They, they don't you you see it from the beginning of the film. Even if we want to roll our eyes, everybody is clinging on to what they possibly have to create some sort of semblance of a life. This hand signal, this hand signal, like I, the I three have, fingers, the three fingers. I have trouble with my hands. It's hard for me to do it. Uh, when when every single time the districts or anybody does the hand signal, I am like moved. It's one of those things because. Something that I think this movie does really well is the use of silence. Mm-hmm. Like so, so the use of silence here is 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 beautiful, and the way that people just like put up their hands and like do the the Hunger Games three three fingers salute that I can't do with my fingers because it hurts um, is moving every single time, and it's something that you can't get depicted on page. Right, right. It's just it's it's a whole thing. It's. It's really lovely. Um, so after all of this drama, it's just like now for the boys, Pita Malark. And, you know, I, I have to say, like, Josh, Josh, his surprise face is just like. And, you know, I could never be an actor. I shouldn't I shouldn't shit on it and I'm not going to. But he he is our short king and we love him. <laughs> How we tall love is him. he? I don't he know. Is, he's little. He's he's our short king. I Little. Let me see. Uh, I should take a look. Height. Five five. Oh, he's wee. He's our short king. <laughs> our strong short king. You know, it all fits. It all fits here. So, so, uh, we, when Pina's name's called, we have the bread flashbacks. We get the bread flashbacks like throughout all of this, but we get them here. And it, I do always, Kind of agree with Peta. Like, yeah, you should have just walked over to her, man. You didn't have to throw the bread in the middle in of the mud. And, ah! wa- and like, the camera zooms in on it as it just soaks in all of this water. It's like, you know what? Yeah, walk your happy ass over there and give it to her. Like, uh, but you know, it's, you know, it's like, how, how do you tell a girl that you have a crush on her? Throw her the <laughs> bread in the mud. <laughs> it's very it's it's just it's very funny but i like because even later in the movie he's like i shouldn't have done that no no you you shouldn't have have. you shouldn't have so the tributes are now in custody of the capital so now they have to go from where they are in their districts to the trains uh, and go to the capital effie's in charge of doing that and it's kind of just like this this montage of like mobs and traveling fast and like just a lot of information being thrown at you and Effie's like it's luxury it's luxury it's a luxury train like you know rah um 
But we're going 200 miles an hour. Like, you can't even feel it. You can't even feel it. But you, they do get three minutes to say goodbye, like, before this happens. So uh, Katniss says goodbye to Prim, and she's like, look, don't take any other food. Gail will give you some game. Like, and this is where Prim gives Katniss back the pin. You know, like, this will protect you. Because I'm sure Kat, I'm sure Primrose is like, this didn't protect. Get this the fuck away from that. I don't want this. Like, or see, or it could be like, oh, it protected mm. me because my sister sacrificed herself for me. It's so. like, maybe you. You just need it. You just take that back. You just I take didn't that back. Realize that I, I think I one. I think it, it, it's two part. I think I forgot that Katniss had a mom. Honestly, mm-hmm. because we always knew about Katniss and her sister's relationship. But two, her square. Don't pull that shit you did with us because I'm not here to hold us together. Like mm-hmm. once again, welcome to our generation of the kids having to parent themselves and the parent. Oh, absolutely. She's like, you cannot go away again. Do not cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. And I like how Gail is like, look, 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 look. Get a bow. It's a TV show. Like, give them a good show. You are stronger than everybody. Like, you can hunt people. Right? It's the same. Katniss is like, Gail, what the – what? He's not wrong, though. It is a show. Like, and he's like – just come back home and she's in his sister's like oh win yeah well i'm not trying to lose yeah she's like win for me come home win for me i i i know I, I love that gail is like you can you can kill people it's just like killing animals that is a okay it okay knowing gail's character arc it is not a wild out of out of pocket thing to say but no. that is a wild out of pocket thing to say in that point <laughs> moment to her like yeah you can kill people it's fine it's fine like dude that's not that's not really what we should be talking about right here um but we do get a very husky jennifer lawrence be like don't let them starve ah it's like she's catching it's very emotional it's very emotional uh we do not have any footage of Peta's goodbye do we ever like in like the last movies i don't know uh, no, it just goes to show that, like, his family, like, doesn't care. Like, right. Yeah. Well, we knew that because even in some of the flashbacks, his mom is yelling at him. And then he even says, like, my mother even yelled at me, oh, maybe we'll finally have a winner from District 12. And he goes, and she wasn't talking about me. Yeah, for real. And, like, how crappy is that? Jeez. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson playing with his wig is one of my favorite things in this movie. Him just being like, what did we say in our burlesque episode? We love a good bad wig. We love a good bad wig. I love this good bad wig. He's constantly <laughs> touching it. He's he's always like, flip, flip down. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Woody Harrelson as Hamish. He doesn't have any hair. You know he had fun with it. You know he had so much fun with it. Uh, he is a vegetarian he uh only had dessert, vegetables, or drinks in this movie. He didn't, you know, eat any of the meat. I was watching very closely, and I didn't actually see him swallow any of this stuff. You know, it's the Hollywood, like, eating, you know, yeah. kind of thing that they do. Um, But he is chewing a lot. So I'm sure, I'm sure he actually did eat some of it. Just, you know, I just think I, I like watching for that. 
And there's so many substitutions, too. Like, think of when Lizzie Olsen did, like, what is it, Hot Ones or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's a vegetarian, so they didn't bring out Hot Ones chicken. Like, they did different, you know, options. So there could have been just, like, lookalikes. Yep. I love it. I love it. Um, Hey, Mitch, of course, he's drinking. He is the mentor. He's on the train. He is the only winner from District 12. Uh, He is... Looking at Peta, who really wants his help, he's like, oh, my God, you're so eager. You know, the hair is flipping. The hair is flipping. Um, and Peta tries this. I'm bringing this up because Peta tries to take the drinks from Hamish, of course, which will be an ongoing kind of thing later on. Um, but Hamish, barefoot, is able to subdue Peta, who we know is incredibly strong. And he's just like, woo, 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 foot. And... That is just, like, not talked about or addressed or discussed. Like, for the rest of the film, again, desperately wanting to have Hamish's full backstory. And, of course, we, like, I say, of course, like, later on in the movies and the books, we get a little bit more of Hamish's time in the arena. That would be interesting movie, kind of like with when Netflix did um, Queen Charlotte, where they had like they casted a younger Queen Charlotte. That, so that it was like flashbacks in present day. If we had something like that with present day Hamish or like I say present day with Woody Harrelson Hamish with younger versions of his Hunger Games. Yeah, it, it would Time be excellent. watermark this. I don't know if Susan yeah. Collins is going that way. <laughs> yeah, it would be excellent. It would be excellent. Excellent. Uh, I I love that Peta is trying to play the game right away. Right, right like, away. Right and Hamish away. calls it out to to Katniss too. He's like, he he's playing to win. He's on his shit. Mm-hmm. You need to take a page out of her his book. Yep, yep. It's just it's quite something. It's quite something. Uh, Katniss has like her little her little moment uh, flipping through the TV, and it's like the moment a tribute becomes a victor, and it's just like you know it's like straight up murder. But the next morning, she comes into the train car and, like, Pete and Hamish are, like, talking, right? And, like, uh, Effie's, like, doing her makeup or whatever. And she's looking around. She's like, huh, they're strategizing without me. What's the best way to stay alive, Hamish? And Hamish is like, get people to like you. And that's going to be hard because you're mean. I don't. Here's here's my caveat to Katniss. Um, Is she mean? Yes. Does she have walls up? Absolutely. But you can't be who she is and what she's had to do without having you know th- those um those stipulations in place you got you know I-, I think i don't know i have a lot of empathy towards katniss because i can see why she's so reserved and keeps to herself absolutely absolutely although i do feel like she's just not a quick study when it comes to playing the game and i just oh, she's, wish- not, she's not but she <sighs> she's but she even says that with Cinna. she's like she's like when she tries too hard nobody likes that and he's like just treat everybody like you treat me and she's like because i'm not trying with you i like you he's like yeah you're not trying well, that's the whole theme of the later movies, too, where, like, she just she just can't. She just can't pull it off because she's, like, wood. Okay, but we're here. We're in this movie. Uh, Hamish is saying, like, you have to get sponsors. You have to get people to like you. And here's my favorite line. That is mahogany <laughs> from Elizabeth Banks, <laughs> Miss Effie, as Katniss, like, does her, like, knife thing to get Hamish to talk to her. It's just – it's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, we are – Arriving at the Capitol, Peta is playing his game. He's waving, you know. Uh, this is my observation, Jess. I'm desperate to know what you think. My observation is the panning that they do of the people in the Capitol 
when this came out was like, oh my God, that's so wild. Look at all this crazy stuff. Now it's like, yo, tinsel eyelashes. That is cool. I mean, even I was thinking, I was pink <laughs> dog. You say that. I like the pink dog. Let's go. The colors. I, I say, oh, it, it was avant garde then. It's regular fashion now, but the scene and I'm flashing forward to a little bit, but the scene where Katniss is talking to Tucci in her girl on fire dress, she has thin, long, wispy lashes at the end, not a full, not a full set. And it made me think, was this when the lash trend started? <laughs> well, <laughs> was this yeah. what made us like, was this like how we were like slowly in like getting into this everyday kind of thing? It, it is something to be talked about and discussed. Someone write a paper on it because the beauty team says something like, oh, they, we're, were a little- they were like, I think we need to hose you down again before we take you to Lenny Kravitz, which first of all, if I would be like, if you think that I'm too dirty to see Lenny Kravitz, then I am. Hose me. Right? Do it a third <laughs> time if you need. If you think I'm dirty and don't need to be like, Make me clean for Lenny Kravitz, please, uh, would be my thought. But, of course, Katniss is offended. She doesn't know it's Lenny Kravitz. Um, and and we are introduced to Cinna. The most perfect casting, the most wonderful man, Lenny Kravitz, so gorgeous. Just nobody else could have, should have ever no. do this role. No, he's 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 perfect. He's perfect here. The, the makeover scene, you know, where she's on the table and she's getting her leg waxed, or her yes. legs waxed. It reminded me of the thing that you brought up in our Cricket with a K episode where you're like, you know what? How do people are going to be out? They're going to be fighting. Like, you see, and it's the first thing I thought of where I go, oh, look, they, they answer the question. She's going to be in the woods. They're waxing her. And I get that that's for the appearances for Capital One. But then logic part of me is like, but what if she needs to stay warm? She needs to grow <laughs> But they also hope that it doesn't last that long, right? Like, yeah, like your hair is not going to get as long as they have this competition. Like they, on. they want it. It's not like Survivor. Like right. They, they, they <laughs> well, want I mean, it. <laughs> Except you I know. know, I know. <laughs> uh, but, but you're right. But also to your point, uh, this is like a dystopian, like futuristic kind of setting. Like the capital is what the capital is. Don't they have a spray for that? Like, come on. Come on, why are we still waxing? Because it's always the dystopian. Because I was thinking about this, like, what time, what kind of technology? We know one of the districts is, like, they focus, they have, like, a hyper-focus on it. Like, each district has its own thing, and one of the districts is technology. Um, But then when you have, you know, because politics and capital is controlling everything once they're in the Hunger Games, you see all this technology. But you have District 12 over here. You know, you would think that they've never seen technology in their entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, where is the beauty spray to get me hairless, please? Where's the nair? Where's the nair? Let's just distribute (laughs) it. Uh, Because, again, this is kind of reinforcing this beauty team, too, that this is a TV show. This this whole thing is a massive production. And I will tell you that when this – when I was reading it and, again, when the movies came out, like – that part, it was hard for me to get into that part of it because I was more like, all right, like it's, it's like the tournament. All right. Like, you know, these, these, uh, 
I was more into like the interpersonal characters of like the tributes and like that kind of relationship. And I didn't care so much about the overarching uh, TV part of it, especially in the later books when she has her own like production team and she goes out and films like commercials and stuff. I was just like, I don't really care about this part of it, this propaganda part of it. Right. But seeing it here is is just like a little bit different because here it's the behind the scenes of like setting up the arena and of course Caesar and like Mr. Flickerman Mr. Flickerman um please tell me about the chariots and the parade because Cinna has made sure that we make an impression no one will forget no one will forget District 12 because everybody's costumes are kind of um, indicative to what their district is, you know, focused on agriculture, technology, you know, transportation. And here Katniss is like, but we we're doing, you know, we're miners. We do, we are, we're coal miners. And he goes, yeah, but coal, coal is hot. Coal is fire. And he and he goes, you volunteered. Nobody has ever volunteered. You've made a statement from right out the gate. We need to keep with this momentum. Yeah, and he does because uh, because Mr. Stanley Tucci is like looking down the row, giving his commentary as he does on everybody. And he's like, what is that in the distance? What is this? Is something on fire? And that girl is on fire. <laughs> and she and she is Katniss is on fire. They are, you know, from there, there jackets it's their jackets right like the backs of their jackets yeah and it's like fake fire because he even said like you're fine it's just kind of an illusion if anything yep uh Peta always playing the game hold my hand they'll love it hold my hand they'll love it yay 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 uh stanley tucci loves that i love that i love that he's so excited he's so excited i love him so much um i hate this penthouse. I hate this penthouse. It's so ugly. I hate these chairs. It's another one of those. You have all this money and that's what you decide to do with it. All this money, no taste. You can't buy class, can't buy taste. It is just, oh, it's hideous. Oh my God. Well, and you know what's going on in their heads because you see Katniss walk into her bedroom and she's like, this is the size of my entire house. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I do like this really quiet moment of Katniss where she is in her bedroom and she puts the woods on and kind of like uh, relaxes a little bit. And then she's like, no, I can't relax. And puts it back to the city scene uh, because she cannot. She cannot. Because two, what, two weeks from now, more or less, there will be one victor and they have about four days of training where all of the sponsors get to watch everybody like work out and, and, and everything. It's it's very fun. And I understand. Like, okay, we talk about the scene, the training scene. There we love a montage. Um, but Hamich even says, Don't show them your cards. Don't let them know. And Katniss is like, Show them your cards. Like they're gonna eat you. They look like they're going to eat you. Would you have showed your hand or would you have been like, you know what? Look like a look look at me like that. You're gonna f- find out soon enough. Well, I can't do anything. I don't have any talent, so Okay, well, like, <laughs> you say that. That is not the case. And we're not so having that would, would Would I show my talent if I had it? Uh, I would do, I would pull an Aelin and go like three fourths. Okay. Because Aelin was in her own tournament. Let's not forget. Yeah. yeah, I would go like three fourths. Personally, what about you? I don't think I would show my hand. Mm. Would you throw, okay, here, 
I have a bunch of questions. I got questions. <laughs> no, like referencing referencing uh, Peta falling off the rope, which fair that that's hard. Yeah. And Katniss, I love that Katniss immediately is like, while he's on the ground, he's not even up. He's like but- on the ground. She's like, throw the big heavy metal thing. He's like. Fuck, dude. All right. Let me get up. And, you know, he had no finesse about it. He was just like, he chucked it. There's like, no Bruh. other reason to be like, I am strong. I pick Bruh. things up. Yeah. Like, thank you, Jack Quaid, for being like, oh, he's strong. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they, had like, they had like bro nods of approval. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very Ken. Very Ken. It, it, it is very funny. Uh, we have... I'm bringing this up because it's a contention in the, in like the fan base or whatever. Fox face is going through all of the plants and she's able to like match and identify all the plants and things. And the gripe that people have is that she should be able to identify the nightlock berries at the end. So there's a camp saying that like she did and like she did that on purpose. There's another camp being like she didn't and it's an inconsistency in the, in the, Story building, so it could go either way, you know. Like it could go either way. Yeah, it's so it's it's the take your own. It's like you know cyanide poisoning. Like I know this is going to work in a minute. I I cannot because you know yes, it's a physical tournament, but nobody talks about the mental toll that this is taking. I mean, you see it with Hamish, and that is just a small little sprinkle of his PTSD of his coping with his alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah, and and of course Katniss deals with her PSD. I mean, deals with it in quotations. My goodness, uh, later on in the books and movies. But uh, in this training montage, we do have that lady being like, "Don't ignore your survival skills." It's like, oh, that won't come in handy later. Um, but Katniss is working on her traps. Which does or doesn't come in handy later. Uh, and I wrote down that the odds for Rue are 60 to 1. And of course, like, we love Rue. We love Rue. And it's so sad because you see those odds and you, especially once you already read the books and know the movie, you're just like, this is sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. Oh, you know what? Actually, speaking of sad, I was telling my mother about this and she uh, has seen this, this movie and she says that these, Books and movies make her so uncomfortable. Uh, children killing children. It's just so uncomfortable. Where it's like, this is the point. Yes. Yes, this is the point you of this. You should feel uncomfortable. You what? should it's be like, uncomfortable. But like why? the next, the next step isn't, ta- you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so the step taken is I will not engage with this because it makes me uncomfortable. The thoughts beyond that are not being thought. So, you know, it's a generational thing, maybe. It's a, it's absolutely a generational thing because you're like that, that's the point. And sometimes you need it in this different dystopian form because that seems more digestible than what's actually reflected in the current society when, which we're living today. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Haymitch, this is the part where Haymitch is like, you know what? I like these kids. I'm going to get in this. This is when Haymitch starts drinking less. His hand goes over the cup when they're at dinner. Like, he starts drinking less. He's, like, in it. He's, like, you know what? Like, now you're going to be uh, evaluated individually. You need to make them remember you. Like, let's go. Let's go. Uh, you know, Peta, I know you can paint because <clears throat> you decorated cakes. 
Um, it's very important. Uh, Katniss, like, come on. Um, PETA is going to be trained, like, individually now, too. Like, you know, they have split. PETA wants to do his own thing. He wants to do his own thing after this. Um, so Because he's also a little, little he's disturbed a that she got um, a higher ranking than him, too. But he's also scheming. Like, and it's easier for him to scheme and drop the bomb uh, if she is unaware of it. Because... Um, every reaction will be genuine. So that's also part of it. Uh, so Katniss, who goes first? I don't, does it matter? I don't think it matters. Katniss goes in and she misses her. Here's, here's also the thing. I do like that the movie establishes that she is like kind of a crappy shot. And, but, but, but it's weird, right? Because PETA says she's a perfect shot. She shoots through the eye, but we see her miss a lot. So. Interesting, interesting here. And in the books, they say that she's a good shot and she can shoot through the eye. And that's why everybody buys from her. But she, it takes, you know, it takes two shots for the apples. It takes two shots here. It takes, you know, she has to warm up a bit. And it's, it's just something that I noticed this time. Do you think it's like a situation of like when you choke, like in the stress? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Like it's easy when there's there's nothing on the line. I yeah I get I guess I guess and if it's like a skill that you're good I I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know. But she misses her first shot, and everyone's looking. And that sucks. She nails her second shot. No one's nobody looking. saw. Oh, I would have been so pissed. I was like, look at that. That was great. Well, what does she do? And then she she kind of Uno reverses on them. To them, and then all she and she's so courteous about it. She's like, "Thank you for your consideration." With a mocking bow, walks out. Effie hears about it. She's like so stressed. Same Effie, because I would have been the same. And Hamish is like, "What was it that you said? Tell me again. Tell me the story again. That was fucking awesome." <laughs> he's like, "I would have given anything to see that." And his little smile and thumbs up. He's like, "I love it. I love it so much." And he's like, oh, "With the wig, oh, with the wig." Um, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. And Effie's just like, don't you understand that like your actions reflect on all of us, which like, okay, Effie, are you my cotillion teacher? But it is, it is just funny here, uh, that like PETA gets an eight and Katniss gets an 11, which is the highest out of everybody. Yeah. Cause the highest you can get is 12 and they weren't going to give her a 12. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to give her a 12. Um, you know, she's a girl on fire. They keep saying that now. She has like a little slogan. I like these little scenes between Donald Sutherland and um, Seneca being like, yo, let's philosophize. Why do we have a winner? No, no, no. Why do we have a winner? And Seneca's like, I don't know, my man. <laughs> like, you just tell me to jump. I say how high. And yeah, you know what? And I feel like that's a lot of people in the Capitol, and you can see it. I feel again. I feel like revisiting this now, as opposed to when I first saw it, is so different because some people are very much like, "Woo, Capital life! This is the life for me." And others, like I think Sen Senna is another perfect example, and Hamish and Effie. They're like they're doing this like. It's like that Gretchen Wieners, it's better to be with them than knowing what it's like to be on the outside. So it is a form of survival for them. Oh, absolutely. But that, that doesn't mean they like it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't – yeah, I, I really don't think anybody is like super comfortable in the capital. Right. <laughs> like, uh, 
what is Snow say? Snow says that a little bit of hope uh, is effective and a lot is dangerous. And Seneca, you have to contain the spark because having hope is good, but not too much, not too much. And Seneca's like, the fuck? You have to control the situation. You have to control our people. The only way this works is because we're controlling the, we're we're controlling a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And so now we have the 74th annual Hunger Games. We have these interviews by Caesar. Uh, I just, is there anything that Stanley Tucci can't do? I, I just, no, no. But this is the, how do you make people like you scene with Cinna? It's very sweet. I, I, and this, we get her, her, we get her girl on fire dress, girl on yeah. fire part two. She's, you know, and she, and she has to, she looks to him in the crowd because she's, you know, it's the conversation goes stale. And then she sees Senna and she goes, Oh, oh, do you want to see it? And then she just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and gets lightheaded and reco- recounts her last conversation with her sister and they have to make it dramatic. And, um, also, Stanley Tucci, I want to know what level bronzer tanner he has because man is orange. He's orange. The hair is blue. It is just magnificent. The smile is just, the it's blinding. He's perfect. He's perfect in everything, but he's perfect here. Oh my gosh. Uh, he's perfect with PETA. Yeah. The chemistry is so good. The playing off, the smelling, it's great. I, I mean, and this is just a small, um, Again, the time, the year this movie came out, I find it so interesting that the immediate default, and I say that in quotes, is, is there a lucky girl at home? Like, there's no other conversation. And I mean, you talk about diversity and inclusion. Like, there's not, there's no really mention of it, even with District 11 with Rue, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. And you can say, like, it's dystopian, but like, it was, Mm. it was a time, it was a place. We're aware of it. And what what Katniss is not aware of is that PETA is going to play this game of star-crossed lovers. Like, he's all in it. We love it. I want to know, and is this confirmed? And it's like he has had this whole his own plan in his head the whole time. He Was was he ever aligning it with Hamish? Because I feel like he's like, no, I, but I can work with this. They, they, they have been scheming a little bit, I think. Yeah. They, oh, they've all been scheming, but they've left her out of it. Yeah. Because to keep she everything authentic, yeah. like you said. Okay. Yeah. She I doesn't didn't have know a if like face, the quote unquote, like, and adults knew what was up to. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's in it. He's in it. That's why Sinna was like, he's right. He's right. Katniss, calm down. He's right. Hamish is like, of course I'm right. I'm, of course I'm right. I can sell this. I can sell Star-Crossed Lovers. I can sell this. Yes, because then you see the pitch later because that's what it's always been working up to. Yeah. And so what did PETA say? PETA said like, uh, yeah, there's there's not a girl at home and I can't go back to her because she came here with me and like it is what it is, which is a perfect tragedy. And that's why it's like uh, Hamish is like he made you desirable. He like, right? Like, come on. This is and this is again where Hamish is like Katniss, it's a TV show. Like you like, yes, obviously awful, but also TV show. You have got to play it. Like, like that. And Pete is the only one of the group that really like understands that. And I, and I really love how Hamish is just like, come on. Cause he's in it now. He is, he is slightly more sober and he is really rooting for them and trying, which before he didn't 
the team too. Like Cinna is even saying before they go, he's like, I, I'm not allowed to play, play spets, but if I could, it would be on you. I mean, even once the, the games start, you have Hamish saying like, Hey, look, this is use this generously and win. You know, what the fuck was that? You call that a kiss? Like he's invested too because he cares about, you know, whether he's going to admit it or not in book one, you know, in movie one, he's more invested than he leads them to believe. Absolutely. I love that Katniss apologizes for going after him. This is very mirrored later on when PETA goes after her. Uh, spoilers. But uh, PETA, says, PETA says like all of this stuff. He's like, you know, I want to die as me. I don't want them to change me. This is all very powerful knowing what we know about his story. Like, I don't want them to change me. I want to die as I am. And Katniss is like, yo, I don't have that. I don't have that. Like, I have my sister. And then it it kind of, like, cuts to the the mob of the Capitol just chanting, like, hunger, hunger, <laughs> which is weird. It's weird. But, like, it's supposed it's supposed to be weird. And it gets that emotion out of you because you're like, oh, God. And these situations um, that we've discussed between PETA and Katniss leading up until this point, do you feel that you would have been the Katniss and more reserved and like, or do you feel like you would have been PETA where it's like, are you not entertained? I have, again, I have no idea. It's like one of those situations like you won't know unless you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know if, unless I'm in it. I have absolutely no idea. None. Absolutely. I can't even speculate because I just, I just don't know. I just don't know been writing questions like throughout the day so be ready <laughs> oh no i love it i love it i love it uh so one hour and change into this movie uh katniss goes up the tube and here we are she's going up the tube uh, she's got her tracker in cinna is there giving her emotional support giving her her pin hidden pin he hidden hit it pin. into her which is like mm-hmm. i don't remember if I'm like just like blinking out right now, but does she, she hasn't used the pin in movie one uniform yet. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Right. Because I was watching that and I was like, Ooh, that's such a, you could use the pin for something like that is for something. It's like, wait, she never used it. And yeah, then no, again, never used it. Okay. Yep. Uh, hey, Mitch is telling her like, leave the cornucopia. Do not like fuck with the cornucopia run. You need to go get water. Like that is your job. Don't jump off the platform. <laughs> Which, okay, like, you know this because you've gone camping, you've gone hiking, you are outdoorsy um, to a degree. She took the water from a stale place. I understand why you have water. That is important. But I feel like any outdoorsy person survival thing, you don't touch the stale water, though. You don't touch the stale water. You do not. You do not. You do not. But it is movie magic. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. These are the things that take over my mind when you're like, Jessica, shut up. This isn't real. It's not real. It's not real. Uh, the tube, not real. Tube, very scary. Uh, you know, this whole moment, again, Jess, you said in the beginning, Jennifer Lawrence, she's realizing that it's real. She's shaking. She's really starting to freak out. Sin is there trying to comfort her. But there's only so much. You have no time between you are in the tube. Actually, actually, no, I'm going to lie. You have a lot of time because they give you the seconds, right? But they say like you have 10 seconds. But in your head, if you count it, it's like 35 
In reality, it's not 10 seconds. It, 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 it's movie magic. It's movie magic. Um, but realistically, there's not a lot of time between the tube going up and like you having to fight for your fucking life, which is, of course, the point. Um, going up on that platform. Uh, and Gail not being is not able to move. This. What? Yeah. Gail is not watching this. BT dubs. They cut to Gail and Gail's like out in the mountains, like looking out over the scenery. He's like watching the sky and I'm like, what's going to be in the sky? What is he looking at? Like nothing. He's purposely not watching. Like it's his whole like rebellion, right? Because it goes back to the beginning of the thing. What if we all stopped watching? This is his little rebellion again which is in line with his character because of what he ends up doing but this is his little rebellion like what if we all stop watching i'm okay okay uh this i talked earlier about the use of silence in this movie and about how much i really enjoy it this This massacre at the cornucopia there is music and the music is very haunting um but but it is silence and it is so much more moving I think silent. Yeah, you wouldn't. There, there's no type of overture that would have given it um, the seriousness that this deserved. Because this wasn't like a like. Yes, it was cinema. Yes, it was theater. Yes, it's movie magic and everything. But it's this very serious thing um, that that we, you know, like how you said, your mother's like this. I am very uncomfortable. That's what this should be. That is supposed to. Re- that is what this is supposed to reflect. This isn't supposed to be like, oh, escapism. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Because uh, 12 people end up dying here. And I don't think the added like body dying sounds and screams would have added anything. It is just, it is very moving as it is. Um, uh, what, what maybe isn't as moving is Jennifer Lawrence eating shit and going flying down that hill, just like rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, um, but her, and now for the first time, that'll yeah. be a continuous theme. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, uh, she's got her pack. She's got a rope. She's got canteen. She's got a tarp. She's got wire. She's kind of good to go, but not great because she has got to get water. Uh, she Katniss ties herself to sleep in trees, and uh, so smart. So smart. Up in the trees, like, you know, one, she can climb trees, but like up in the trees, ties herself in. Uh, she also like notices the camera, right? And, uh, you know, everybody's up in the sky. She sees everybody dying. She sees the person with the fire. She remembers Hamish saying, don't light a fire. And she's like, ah. And she like scoffs at that person in the tree. She sees the fire. She's like, ah. And then that person dies. Like, because I mean, and, you know, and of course, you're you, if you haven't read the book, then you're like watching the scene, you're, you, the way they do like the hand motion and she's like setting up her little like snares and this and that. And you're led to believe again, if you didn't read the books, um, oh, my gosh, she Katniss made the fire and the kids approached her. But it really but then, you know, you, you find out that she hears the girl that screamed that it wasn't her. Oh, yeah. Uh, what she does, though is she awakes to fire because, hey, lover boy, lover boy, uh, PETA has joined with the District 1 and 2, Jack Quaid and Cato and Glimmer and Clove. He has joined with all of them. Uh, so they are looking for Katniss and Katniss has ventured too far away from everybody else because like she's in her natural habitat. She's in the woods. She's like very comfortable. So the game makers... Uh, 
put the forest on fire and they herd her to the river. Wild. Because she's only two kilometers out. We need to get her. We need to, you know, rear her back in. She's like, I'm fine. I'll stay solo until because she's counting. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. The cannons. She's I think she's so smart to do that because it's like, is it me? How many people are left? Because if you don't keep track of that, you will wonder, am I the last one until they have a voiceover? Yep. So she is, un- she's also burned Katniss. She has burned her yeah. leg very badly. Um, but the, the careers have seen, seen Katniss and she climbs up a tree as she does. I love that Kato just like cannot climb a tree. He can't get up there. He like gets halfway up there and he falls really hard. It's like, oof. Well, his district, I think, don't they make it a point to say it's never about like survival skills? It's all they just do weapon, weaponry training and like, you know, tactics, um, against like, f- like fighting maneuvers. So that way, they're to be volunteered at 18, typically. Mm-hmm. So they're, it's, it's like when it reminded me of, you know, when you play your, ga- uh, when you play like the games where you say you do your side quest first, you do all the side stuff first. So then when it comes to like big bad, you're like, Oh, I got this is in the bag. Yep. Yep. You're overpowered. It's super easy. Absolutely. Uh, what isn't super easy is cutting down the tracker jacker nest. Like, oh my God, I hate, I hate just the idea of being stung by wasps. Um, but also Hamish is working the crowd and he gets Katniss that salve, which heals her burn. Thank you. Burns are terrible. I felt so bad. I know. They're just, they're just so bad. And then she's like rubbing a salve in it. I was like, ooh, no yep. special effects team. Oof. Uh, I would never want to get stung by a tracker jacker. I never want to get stung by anything in my life, but especially something that hurts and makes me hallucinate shittily. Like, that's terrible. Yeah, not even like a fun hallucination. <laughs> yeah, not even. Uh, but Katniss, with the help of Rue, who alerts her to it, uh, cuts down the nest, dumps it on the group. They all get stung. A lot of them die. And it, you know what? Through the hallucinations, bless Katniss, she's able to pry that bow out of that girl's dead ass body <laughs> yeah you know i was thinking that because i was like and this is why hamish said don't go to the cornucopia that is a blood one of many reasons it is a bloodbath don't go for the bow and arrow they're going to try to tempt you for it and it also shows that his faith that he had in her you'll get it eventually it'll be fine <laughs> You'll get it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it is here where Katniss has her hallucination of her dad and the coal mining exploding, her house also exploding because like her dad blew up and then her home life blew up because her mom went catatonic. And but it, in reality, it's just Peta screaming at her to like move, go. What are you doing? G- GTFO. They're coming. Like oh my god. Um, and she does, she does, but she ends up passing out and Rue. Helps her, wakes her up, and Katniss had passed out for, like, two days, I think, at that point. Yeah. That was the moment that Katniss realized that Peta was never against her. He was trying to, once again, create these alliances to help them, like, go further on. Like, we need to stay separated for as long as possible. I'm trying to, like, get one over on these guys. Yep. This is where Rue says that, like, you know, oh, I think Peter's down by the river. Uh, and this is also where Rue and Katniss come up with the idea to blow up the cornucopia. That's where all of the stuff is. And they're going to light signal fires. And this is where we get the woo, 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 woo. I can't whistle very well. <laughs> it's that low one. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the low end that that's hard to do. Um, but of course we, of course we get the very ominous, I'll see you for supper. It's like saying, I'll be back. Like, no, no, you, you never no, you say won't. I'll be back. Yeah. It's like, You're no, never coming back. You're never coming back. You're never coming back. Uh, so what happens? Katniss goes through the plan. It's working pretty well. And she sees that at the cornucopia, the group has reburied the mines. And she sees one of the other tributes come in and like quickly dart through and like get some supplies and run out. And Katniss is like, huh, okay, okay, I'm gonna shoot some apples. I'm gonna shoot, you know, I'm hungry for apples. So she shoots apples, misses, sort of, and has to like step out into the open. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then shoots again. And then the apples hit and then everything explodes. And then she is thrown back. Now, is this the point where she loses her hearing or is that in book two? I don't think her hearing's completely lost, lost. But I will say, as somebody who just went to the audiologist today, on the captions it says high pitched whining, but it didn't come up right away. Cause so I was in my ears like, what is that? <laughs> I pitched whining. I was like, like, oh, oh. it's this. It's not me. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. I know that she loses her hearing at some point and that it's fixed. And I don't think it's actually addressed in the movies, but it's addressed in the books. And it was one of the things that took me out. And I know it it plays a part in book two. Maybe that's when it happens. I don't know. That's the thing with the books and the movie. And this is also something that um, before we even decided to do this episode, you had even said to me, you have to watch the movies as their own thing. Don't and appreciate them as such, because I was also able to appreciate this a lot more because I remember nothing basically. Uh, and I have not done a reread of that book either. So I could appreciate this for what it was. Uh, I do think when Katniss is drawing the bow, it's like a weird, I know we're supposed to be like looking at her breath and like her, like, you know, whatever, but it's a weird focus on her lips and like the way that the string like pulls on her mouth and her lips. I was like, why are we doing Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? But, you know, I'm trying to think of um, 2012 was also when Arrow hit, mm. um, whatchamacallit, CW. And there was, there was a whole, there was a whole surplus of archery going on yeah, <laughs> in those next just, following years. It was a lot. It was just, it was, it was strange. It was strange. Uh, so she does, she, she blows up everything and the group kills the lookout because the lookout let everything get blown up. Kato's like, wow, dead. It's like, what the fuck did you do? Whoa, whoa, I'm done like, with your I, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's I, don't like, t- I, don't, I don't know. He's like, I don't have time for this. I'm trying to survive. That's really yep. what Kato is thinking. Yep. And then Katniss cannot find Rue, right? She cannot find Rue. She hears her screaming. Rue has been caught in a net. And then Rue is killed. She, it's like a boom, boom, very fast. A Rue gets like right through the chest. Um, and very before sad. even Katniss saw that Rue was, um, killed or, you know, she was impaled, the right use of impaled, mind you. Um, <laughs> if you've been following the podcast, you know my issue with that word. Um, she, she did not hesitate. She was like, somebody's going after her. Cause she also sees Rue as like another little sister. You know, and has developed quickly developed that relationship with her. Um, and she was like, Oh no, we're, we're not even, I'm not even going to wait for you to, to act. I'm going to, and then she turns around and that's how she finds out that. And, and Rue's whole thing, she's like, Did you at least blow their shit up? She's like, Yeah. She's like, Bet. Yep. 
And then she goes, you know, can you sing to me? You have to win. So Katniss sings Rue to sleep, essentially. And of course, this is all on TV. So everyone is seeing this. And then Katniss like puts flowers all around her. And then she does the hand signal. And it is because of this that this moment is the moment that causes the uprising in District 11. This is, you know, I think it's her one of her family members pushes down something. And like, this is where the riots start because of this moment. Which I absolutely love. It shows, and we get, we'll get to it in, in a bit. It shows the respect that they had for Katniss because Katniss showed the same respect to Rue. It shows, I, I feel like this also shows that, uh, Katniss is the only one who's self, self aware enough that they're, they're being watched because she knows they're the camera. She acknowledges the camera to say, like, I know you're, you're, you're broadcasting this shit. And I think the sense of camaraderie that you have in, like, I say, quote unquote, the lower districts because they, District 11 is known for their agriculture. They said, fuck this, fuck the agriculture. You're not getting shit from us from the cap. Like the, they're like big fuck you to the capital as they should, as they should. And I think that helps because they have that sense of community and camaraderie. Did you notice during this Hamish and Seneca scene where they're talking about like, don't kill Katniss, give him something to root for, root for young love. Do you notice that Hamish is deeply out of breath here? No. He's like, give him something to root, to root <laughs> for. Like, young love. You're like, and I'm like, Hamish, what were you doing? Were you, like, chasing was after he him? <laughs> like, what were you do? What were you doing? What were you doing? Um, you know, give him something to root for, you, root for young love. Um, I, I'm also interested on, like, how Hamish got this meeting with Seneca Crane, like, the game yeah. designer. Like, how did you do that, Hamish? But, you know, it's never explained. And then we get Snow talking about how he hates underdogs. And this is so real talking to a boomer um, because <laughs> because Seneca's like, everybody loves an underdog. And Snow goes, I don't. And Seneca goes, fuck. All right. Seneca's just like about All to right. throw in the towel. Yeah. He's like always like, he's what one next? step away. Like, uh <laughs> Talking to all of our parents. Which is so weird. And I haven't seen, obviously we haven't seen, um, I haven't read the new prequel slash new movie. Um, like he, isn't he, isn't he as in snow, the beginning of like the origin story of the hunger games. But I guess this aligns with the whole boomer mentality of, well, if I had to do it, then everybody should have to do it. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's all very good. Clearly we have some biases on this. It's all very good because Snow's like, I don't root for underdogs. There's too many of them. Be careful. Be careful. It's just, it's so funny. It's so good. Like, show your age, buddy. Um, But here we have Seneca just doing the exact opposite of what Snow says. And he's like, dude, there's going to be a rule change. If there are two victors from the same district, y'all can live. Y'all can live. And, And this is where Katniss is like, bet. Bet Peta. She's not even being quiet. She's just running through the woods. She's like Peta. <laughs> but also, but also, like it's been it's been like a, like days since Rue was like, yeah, I think he's down by the river. He's just like rotting in the water, like slowly. Here's the thing: How did he do this? How did he do this? Like laying, you're there. You have no <laughs> like, mirror. <laughs> How did he do that? I think this line goes here. (laughs) Bleeding, 
bleeding out. And I wouldn't be such a stickler about it if it wasn't such a perfect match when he grabs her and his little eyes open. You're like, oh, tree man. And then she <laughs> scoops him up and he's like, bark. Yeah, and his hair is all like... <laughs> It's just very funny. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's very funny. Um, my, my note is dying in a river, then dying in a cave. Um, but Katniss won't leave him because this is, this is her thing now, right? This is her thing. And she understands now that she's got to play the game. This is where Katniss clicks in to, you know, I've got to get PETA better. Like, we can do this and play up the romance to get soup. And then Hamish is like, you call that a kiss. It's good. And then she, and he's like, you need, like, he, as in PETA, is like, you have to go do this. She's like, you wouldn't leave me. Why would I do this to you? And now we have to have, like, you know, Big Spoon, Little Spoon. They're all doing everything. They're, they're just playing towards the crowd. Yeah, they love it. And of course, Gail is watching now. Gail's like, you know, like doing stuff. And he's like, I'm a man, 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 man. <laughs> yeah, when they're, and then they, they kiss, right? They kiss. And he's like, rah, rah. It's like, you're the one that said it was a TV show, my guy. Like, come on. Like, okay. But you know, it's Liam. It's Liam. How many women, Liam? 13? What, how is many did what, Miley what is, say? Huh. You know, we love Miley. Um, soup, soup. <laughs> good soup. Uh, good, good soup, good soup. Uh, you fed me once, you know, I can feed you. And this is, uh, this is where Peter's like, they have their moment, right? I should have gone to you. Uh, I have liked you since we were kids. So when you had two braids instead of one and you were singing and I watched you all of the time, say something, Katniss, say something. Like, you know, Peter is really good. He's really good for this. It, it it's good, um, but then the game makers are like, "Hey, hey, hey, come out of your cave <laughs> to a sunrise feast." Um, all of you are desperate for some items. We will have them all. Uh, this is where we get the big kiss. This is where you know we get we get. This is where Gail gets big mad. <laughs> And he and and Peter's like, don't go, like, stay with me, stay with me, like, please don't leave me. And this is where Katniss is like, I promise, I'll stay with you. Ah! <laughs> and she fucking leaves him the first chance she gets because it gets worse. Like, I understand, but it's also like, ah, I was never gonna stay. She has to say what she has to say to get. I mean, she's now that it's clicked for her how she has to maneuver things, everything, I mean, it's still self-serving, just in a different way. Absolutely. My, like, come on. Uh, So who's at the cornucopia? Two, five, 11, and 12. That's at the cornucopia. And uh, what, Foxface goes in and out, and then Katniss is like, yo, again, Again, I am second again. And she goes to like also go in and out and get her her bag that is marked very nicely with 12. I would also think that I wouldn't want to be the first in. Like let some if there's some mines there, have somebody else yeah. test that shit out. Yeah, for real. Like go get it, go get it, but you know. Uh, so Katniss goes and she gets like slammed and she's attacked by Clove. Clove is killed by Rue's partner, Thresh. Very violently. He's like, you said her name. You said her name. I saw you. You said it. You said it. It's intense shit, man. I mean, every every manner of 
murder, you know, and, and it's, you know how sometimes we, cause I don't like clove. I don't like the fighting. Obviously it's like girl on girl fight, which is what we, we, it's a thing of, we don't like here on the podcast, but then it's like, is it really girl on girl when it's everybody against everybody's survival? Yeah. I don't think so. It's, right. you know, yeah, it's, it's all for one. It's all for one. Um, Katniss gets the, you know, fuck out of there, though. She gets the salve. She gets to PETA. PETA's all healed. And this is, like, behind the scenes, everyone's, like, loving this, right? They cut to it, and everyone's, like, captivated by the story. And this is where we get the mutts being created. And this is the stickler that my problem, my problem is with the mutts. It will always be with the mutts. I will die on that hill so easily, but I'll get to it. Um, This is also where PETA is, like, Katniss and Peter are wandering through the forest and she's like, we need to get more food. And Peter's like, I'll go pick some stuff. And he picks all of the nightlock berries. And this is where Katniss like freaks out. And she has like a, like a pure freak out moment where she's like, oh my God, like you could have died. Like, holy shit, Peter. This is the part where I still, I'm like, is this legit or was this for the fans? Well, exactly. And I think that, us that's what he asks too yeah and like no one being able to tell is like okay 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 because then it's it's right after this where they find Foxface dead because she also ate the berries and again we talked about earlier the fan theories about that and this is where the mutts heard everyone i say everyone to the cornucopia thrush is dead so now it is just cato and Peta and Katniss. And they get to the cornucopia. The mutts are there. And there's a big fight with Cato, who's also at the cornucopia. And this is where Cato has broken. Mm-hmm. And it is very, it's very sad. Because he's like, I'm dead anyway. I didn't know I was dead until now. But I can do it. I can kill one more. Like, Cato's fucked at this point. Yeah, he's trying to, con- he's even trying to convince himself that he can still kill. But he knows he's fucked. Yeah, he like he he's done. He's done. So Cato ends up, you know, Katniss does some very quick work. Peta is like a Katniss Peta. Woo woo. Yeah, and she does it because Cato is expecting the arrow to go one way, but she doesn't even like off Cato. She just focuses on his hand so he can release Peta. Yeah, and then he falls falls backwards into the mutts, and he's eaten alive, and then Katniss puts him out of his misery. Now, here's my gripe. The mutts in the books have the eyes of all of the other tributes. (gasps) It is such an easy thing for them to have put into the movies. It's just a little bit more CGI, and it it is supposed to be horrifying. Yeah. It's supposed to just like, oh my God, because it's supposed to be their eyes. So... It, and, and then uh, Cato is alive in the books for much longer. And like it's a whole very drawn out, horrific um, eating scene. And uh, it, it's just like, it's just just make the mutts have them their eye. They're in it for not a, like any time, essentially. Like just do that. But they did it. And it is, it is a hill. It is a hill. It is a hill. Um, uh, the rule changes again. Yeah. Now, now we're back to two. Now the two people left. It are Peta and Katniss, and as we know with the rule, um, if they're from the same district, we could have two. Now we're back to two, and they're like, "Oh, we're doing 
well, we're going to change the rules again because we can do whatever we want. So back to one. Good luck. Yep, back to one. This closes the pattern kind of loop because this is where, you know, it's like just one victor, just one victor. And this is where Katniss is like, you know, they don't get to they don't get to have a victor at all. Like, you know, don't you trust me? Don't you trust me? Like, we can do this. And they go to take the berries. And this is where Seneca's like, stop. Yeah, it wasn't even, they weren't even discreet about it. They were like, stop, 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 you don't do another, and everyone's just like, ha ha. And they know what they did. They knew what they did. Yeah, because they both go to eat the berries together, and they say together, together, and they like go, and then it's like, rah, stop. They didn't even wait for it to get close to their mouth. They were just like, uh, 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 And then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games, which is just so good. So good. But then, <sighs> ah, ah, fanfare, fanfare, fanfare. But then we get, then we get the reality of it. We get Hamish being like, they are not happy with you, Katniss. And Katniss is in her yellow top. Uh, they're not happy with you. Like, like this is really fucking serious. Like, you have got to pay attention to this. Like, Seneca, meanwhile, is being killed by having to eat a bowl of Nightlock. Like, Caesar, Caesar's trying to like really spin this and like what's going on. Like Hamish is saying like, this is what you say to Caesar. He's coaching them now, like, like a hundred percent in. Because it's also not just them. It's all of them. This is reflecting back to what Effie was saying at the beginning where she's like, this is a reflection on all of us. Yep. Hey, Mitch is like, you, you tell them that you, you made them look like fools. Yeah. Yep. You, you embarrass them. And this mm-hmm. is still like a very dictatorship government. Yep. He's like, so you go out there to Caesar and you say that like, you couldn't stand the thought of not being with that boy. You couldn't help it. You didn't even think about it. You, you, you'd rather die than not be together. And they're dressing her now in like puffy skirts and like yellow. Look at me. I'm so demure. I'm a princess. I'm very, yeah. They're holding hands. They're saying that we saved each other. Um, yeah. And then later on they're crowned. They're both crowned by snow and snow notices like the pin on her district. Right. Um, and then, and then oh, it's just, pissed. he's, he's so mad. He's so mad. Um, and then they go home and then it's like, you know, what do we do at home? Like we try to forget, but it's like, I don't want to forget. It's like, we got to hold hands. And then Gail's there with the family. And then it's like, because there's so many more, there's so many more of these movies. And that's the end. And no, that's the end. But like. When I said, here's the thing, when I said earlier that like the movie isn't good until Reaping Day, I still stand by that because from Reaping Day to the end is like, I am so in this. I'm so in this. Like, mm. would you, maybe this is another, you're going to be like, I don't know until I'm there. Would you have survived? Would you have made it to the end? No, I, I easily, easily would have been killed because I have knee problems and I can't run and I can't in a terrain like that. I have to look down all the time to make sure I don't fall and I can't just be throwing myself down hills like Katniss. I don't have a stunt up double like I, and you I'd can't be climb into a and tree and hate, wait yeah. it out. Yeah. So no, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. It is what it is. Uh, would I do better on the beach one in the second movie? Probably not. Same issues. And it's the jungle and it's hot. Like, no. <laughs> in no world would you survive the Hunger Games. In no world would I want to either. Yeah. You know, because like going back to Katniss as 
what Katniss says in the beginning, like, I don't want to have kids, like the world that they are currently in, because the revolution has not started, spoilers in book one, it's we're just hits of it. Uh, in that world, like, no, why would you? Why would you? That's terrible. Like, no. But it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Just do you like this movie? I do like it. I think I like it more now because I could appreciate it being removed from the book. I really couldn't tell you all the details that I remember from anything from the book. So I think there was a more of appreciation now. Um, That being said, I understand like watching this. I was like, this is a big, this is a big fucking deal. I can see why. And it should still be like, I'm glad that we're still talking about it because again, there's a lot of topics just like with dystopian novels um, that are still very pertinent to the world in which we live today. Yeah. And, and going back to like what my mom said, like I, when she says like, I won't engage with this form of media anymore because it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I think it's important that like, there's a new movie coming out. Like the new book is coming out. Like that, you know, maybe other people don't want to have these conversations, but a huge chunk of people do. And and the conversations are necessary to have. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all like willing to have them and we're engaged and like we can, we can see the, the, the bigger picture and have the deeper conversations while still being uncomfortable. And I think that is just like awesome. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely awesome because I think it's also, again, it's a generational thing where it's like, you don't talk about X, you don't talk about Y, you don't talk about Z. And here's like, no, you have to be comfortable in being uncomfortable with these conversations because if we don't talk about it, nothing, nothing's going to come from it because look what happened this far. That being said, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Maybe we'll keep you know, let us know if you want us to keep covering the rest of the series. Laura is our guide and sensei, as always. And I'm excited if y'all want to join us with this um, and if you want us to do it. So feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Acafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. We will talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.